Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Special. Oh, it is that special <laughs> time of year, guys. It is December. It is cold, and it's the holiday season. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> Today, Uncovered, we are covering one of the most iconic holiday songs, Last Christmas by Wham. Now, for this song, I don't know if it's good, I don't know if it's bad, but I grew up listening to it, so I'm going to put my nostalgia glasses on <laughs> and just run with saying I love this song. I it agree. was a personal favorite of mine growing up. It would be blasting in the car. It was one of the best times of year for the Christmas spirit, you know? It really got me into that December mood. Kiara, what is on your Christmas list this year? Um, Not a lot on my Christmas list this year. A few standouts, maybe a JBL speaker, you mm. know, kind of mm. nice, kind of fun. My mom paid my toll bills because mm. I had a lot of money racked up on the toll, mm. toll freeways. Mm. I was going to go with world peace, but you know, <laughs> oh, cool. a speaker's good. <laughs> Yeah, you but know. I was going to go with world peace. I mean, you need a speaker. Well, I think your Christmas list says a lot about you as a person. Right. Well, And yeah. I just wanted to put it out there. I wanted world peace. Right. I mean, I'll agree with that. You know, that's fine. You know, another thing that would be great on my Christmas list is sharing the podcast with people that you know. People that you love. People that you love or hate. You know <laughs> All what? of the above, really. <laughs> Of course, you can find this podcast on Spotify, on our website, www.cravethesound.com. Go follow our Instagram, Crave the Sound. And you can also email us at cravethesound.colorado.edu. Of course, you are listening to Covered, a podcast by Kiara Damari and Jimmy Searfoss, where we talk about the biggest songs and their biggest covers. Now, on the menu today, the aforementioned Last Christmas by Wham! came out in 1984 and reached number two on the Billboard charts, only behind Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid, another song that I grew up listening to and loving. I really don't know that song, actually. No, it's a great song. It has a bunch of singers from that were popular at that time, and they all come together. It's a song about and the kids in Africa, and it's like, do they know it's Christmas? You know. <laughs> what? Nowadays, it might not fly. That sounds horrible. No, no, it's a good song, I promise. What? It, it, it had good intentions. It had good intentions. Right, right. Last Christmas was huge in Switzerland, though. Anytime I would look up the numbers, Switzerland, top of the charts almost every year. Oh, yeah. You know, the Swedes like it. They love it. The Swedes like it. This song has been covered quite often, a lot of times, by artists that we see today, not necessarily artists from the past. And as opposed to last week when we talked about the Jailhouse Rock and all the covers were really good, all the covers of this song are really, really bad. bad. Like, they're <laughs> horrible. And that might be my nostalgia goggles fogging up. Or it could be my ears working properly. Because they are terrible. <laughs> Definitely the latter. I would argue the latter, for sure. <laughs> now, it could be argued that this song could be a cover in itself. And that 1984, when this song came out, they got sued by Barry Manilow, who came out with the song Can't Smile Without You. Now, I gave it a listen. We both gave it a listen. I don't think it's that similar. I really can't see... They lost the they lost the lawsuit, right? They did lose the lawsuit. Because I really can't see the need to sue them behind it. I mean, it's kind of similar, sure, but not in many regards. Exactly. I don't. I personally don't see it. I don't see it. Maybe we're biased, but, you know. Oh, I'm biased. I love this song. <laughs> I'm definitely biased. What a lot of people forget about this song, that it is not a Christmas song. This is a song about a breakup that takes place on Christmas. That takes a place a, a one year. A one-night stand. A one-night stand, a, actually. A one-night stand that takes place a year after 
Christmas. It's just a coincidence that it's on Christmas. On Christmas, like right. Die Hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's this just a coincidence that takes place on Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> Kicking off the list today is Taylor Swift's <laughs> version of Last Christmas. Now, this is not the Taylor Swift we see today. This is not Shake It Off Taylor Swift. This is not Jake Gyllenhaal. Red Taylor Swift. Taylor's Jake version. Taylor Swift. <laughs> this is country Taylor Swift. You know where she had a little bit of a twang to it. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, you know, I don't like it. I really don't like it. No, I don't like it at all. It, she just kind of runs through it with her lyrics. It feels fast-paced. It doesn't sound like she really cares. Too fast. And I don't think that this song should be country. Like, I, I don't like the country twist she tries to throw in it. And I understand that that was her sound at the time, but it doesn't work well with the song for now, me personally. That's kind of an issue we had throughout all the covers in that we've heard this song so many times as the pop song that it is. It's difficult hearing it in any other genre, and it just sounds wrong. Yeah, it just doesn't work, really. And that is especially present in this song, because she really tries to make it country, and it's mainly, like, acoustic guitar-driven, the way she was, just strumming, and I, I just, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, there was no, like, pause, there was no living in it. She just kind of just ran right through the whole song. The original song has a lot of points of emphasis on it and she just doesn't really do that in right. this one. So it's missing that emotional aspect of it. So like you were saying, um, when we were doing our research and listening through all these songs, really hearing this song performed in a different genre just caught the ear in the wrong way. Uh, the Jimmy Eats World version completely off the second it starts right as the song starts you can tell that it's not going to be good because of the fact that they try to do it alternative rock and it's just oh it's it's so it's bad and it suffers a lot from what all these other covers suffer from where they play it as an upbeat song this is not an upbeat song this (laughs) is a sad song Mm -hmm. or at least it's presented to us in a sad way although the beat might be you know a little more up the lyrics are sad and they just kind of don't give the lyrics that emotion that are carried throughout the song. Um, it's very Jimmy Eat World. And that's, I mean, <laughs> that's the issue. It just doesn't work for this song. It might have worked for their popular, their big hits. Not to mention, this is not on a Christmas album. It's just on their album, Bleed American. It is just one of the songs just on their album. Kind of a weird. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're playing this album thinking like, that, you know, oh, cool. Yeah. You know, the middle. Yeah, right, right. Last Christmas? <laughs> in fact, they just have a Christmas cover just thrown in there right in the middle. Yeah, not not really my vibe. No. Not my vibe for, uh, you know, an album I'm trying to listen to 11 months out of the 12. I agree with that. Because I don't, I don't want to hear a Christmas song any other day. No. Unless it falls under December. The day after Thanksgiving? Sure. If you listen to Christmas music before December or before Thanksgiving, you're, you're wrong. Horrible. You're wrong. <laughs> you're horrible. You're wrong. <laughs> Next up is Call Me Maybe Herself. Carly Rae Jepsen covered this song. In a weird twist of events, I haven't heard anything from Carly Rae Jepsen in a long time. This song came out in 2015, which is kind of when she was popular. I don't know if I she was even no, popping then. I have no idea when she was popular. I know she was at some point, but I could not pinpoint a year. I can definitely remember sitting in the backseat of the car just rocking to Call Me Maybe. <laughs> yeah. This version of Last Christmas is like the others where it's, it's bad. It's yeah. not good. This song suffers from a lot going on at once. Meaning there's a saxophone, there's, I think, a guitar in there, there's a mm-hmm. synth in there's there. There's a lot of whispering going on, too. She whispers a lot. In I the mean, song. I, I get, you know, you progress, 
but it's done in such a way where it feels like someone is playing garage band and they are just layering things on and they have no idea what to do with them. It just sounds like a cluttered mess. Right, because in the beginning, it's just it's the production is very simple. There's like some snapping, there's someone keeping the tempo, and you know she's just singing over it. And I actually was like, oh, this is not that bad. But then the second the rest of the production kicks up, it is like just an overload, just a sensory overload of sound, and you are just trying to figure out what is going on. One thing that cracks me up is in the beginning, she goes, "Last Christmas." <laughs> it is horrible. I literally cringed like hearing that. That is oh so good though. Love her. <laughs> girl boss. She's girl boss in here. <laughs> so a little change of pace for me personally um, is the Kelly Clarkson cover. I know I feel like we've been very negative this entire podcast, but for me personally, I liked the Kelly Clarkson cover a lot. No, what was nice about this one is that instead of adding a lot onto it like all these other songs did, this is a very stripped she down took a, She version. took so much away, right? It gives that vibe of the old-timey singers where they stand in front of the stage, you know, in a nice dress Mm -hmm. and there's a band behind them and they're just singing to an audience that's well dressed (laughs) where it feels like it feels nice it's very classy it's very classy classy. her voice fits her voice fits the song so well and what i like about it is that she does put that emotion that all these other covers are missing within Mm -hmm. this song she you can tell in her voice she cares right exactly (laughs) which is hard to see in all these other songs. What I could tell from the production was there really was just like a piano, a bass, and like a little guitar. And I think the simplicity of it all just, it let her voice and her emotions like take center stage. I loved it. I think it worked so well. In a complete 180, if you were ever wondering what a trap version of (laughs) Last Christmas sounded like, and if you ever wanted to listen to a trap version of Last Christmas, Ariana Grande's rendition is an exact reason why you shouldn't. <laughs> because I don't ever want to hear, hey, 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 I know the- <laughs> in a last Christmas song. Or in a Christmas song in general, I don't want to hear that. Not to mention, throughout this whole song, Ariana Grande's doing her best Mariah Carey impression. <laughs> yeah. No, in the beginning, when the producer like yells out his tag, I gasped. I don't even know what it was, but it was so, just completely took me out of the moment. I was like, are you kidding me? Not to mention she phoned in the lyrics. This isn't even cut for cut rendition. I don't even know if you can call this a cover, but she tries to do her own thing and it's horrible. It doesn't work. It is so bad. She opens up the song with, I hate that I remember. I wish I could forget what you did last December. You left my heart a mess. Boy, you blew it. How could you do it? Do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And she repeats it like three times. She opens and repeats. (laughs) Who wrote this? I I don't know. This sounds like a songwriting contest that you give to a fifth grader. (laughs) And and they they won, and now it's on an album, and now we all have to hear it. (laughs) Kind of like the same thing with the Carly Rae Jepsen one is that there's so much going on in the production as well. It completely takes away from her voice, and it is just so hard to focus on anything at all. When I listen to this song, I imagine it at the end of a really cool Disney original movie, (laughs) you know, that's really hip with the kids, and it's a hip-hop version of Last Christmas. (laughs) This isn't your mom's Last Christmas. This is the new school Last Christmas that gets all the kids bopping. Right. And you know what? It's Miss Ariana Grande. I expect so much from her. And to hear that, to hear that, Kind of hurts. Kind of hurts a little bit. I don't expect a single thing from her. In fact, I expect this from Ariana Grande. No. This is what I expect from Ariana Grande. No way. This is about on par from what I would expect (laughs) from an Ariana Grande song. Well, talking about on par for what you'd expect, 
we're going to gloss over the Glee version real quick by just saying bad. It is just bad. Acapella sucks. I don't even. Glee sucks. Yes, Glee does suck. I don't even have that much of an issue with acapella. I saw Pitch Perfect. I like Pitch Perfect. Acapella or Glee is just not. Oh, it's so bad. Now, here's the thing. I do have a gripe against acapella in that, A, it's terrible. Just play instruments. B, the pentatonics have ruined Christmas for me. (sighs) C, I see them all the time when I walk to classes, the acapella (laughs) club, and they always try to get me to watch, and I don't want to watch. It is very uncomfortable when you're sitting there, like just trying to get to class. In fact, you know what? I make eye contact. I, I spite them so much. I make <laughs> eye contact and continue to walk the opposite direction just so they think that I care, but I don't. I don't care that you're singing and you're playing the guitar with your mouth. I could care less. I do I do have to give it to them. I think it is impressive that they can make all those noises with their mouths. I think that's really cool. I just, I hate Glee. But one thing also I will say, um, earlier you brought up the pentatonics. I don't think the pentatonics in themselves are bad. I think they're really good. It's the fans. I cannot stand pentatonic fans. Is it is it really impressive that you can make noise with your mouth? I can make a fart noise with my mouth. No, okay, is that like, impressive? No, but like make a like do a guitar riff right now with your No, do a guitar riff. Stop. Fart that noise. is so gross. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> do a guitar riff right now. Wow. <laughs> no. I I do respect them. Um I just again Glee. Glee's a no for me no matter if answer, but Jamie Lee Curtis is the only good part of that show. That's it. And even then, sometimes I'm like, girl, ugh, you know? I guess you've probably never seen it, so. I didn't. <laughs> I did not care to watch. I didn't care to watch with Perfect. I didn't care to watch Glee. I avoid all acapella I can. Wow. Well. You know, you are right. They at least can make noises from their mouths. But do you know who cannot at least make a noise with their mouth? Megan Trainer. Now, Megan Trainer cannot sing and she cannot rap. Somebody needs to tell her that. Because <laughs> she keeps doing this and she can't keep getting away with it. You know, I'm trying to be very respectful as I go about this. Sometimes, sometimes it's okay to be disrespectful. As I go about this next review, um, I would first off like to point out the fact that uh, her last Christmas cover is is on a Christmas album called A Very Trainer Christmas. This album has other songs titled I Believe in Santa, Christmas Party, Sleigh Ride, and The Christmas Song. And I don't need to listen to it because I know it's terrible. (laughs) Now, if I came downstairs and this was under the Christmas tree, I would punch a one-way ticket to the North Pole return it to Santa, and say, hey, can I please have some coal? Some words that come to mind when I listen to this cover of Last Christmas is bland, overglossed. Right. It's like the audio version of an airbrush happened. She also, right before the the first bridge, she goes, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Like she's singing a whole little thing and then interrupts to go, Merry Christmas, and then goes into the bridge, and it is... So funny. I laughed out loud when I heard it the first time. This whole time, she's doing her very best Ariana Grande impression, who in her song is doing her very best Mariah Carey <laughs> impression. And it really just shows that nobody has put out a good Christmas song since Mariah Carey has. Right. Absolutely. Everybody's just trying to be Mariah Carey at this point yeah. when it comes to December. So lastly on our list, we have Gwen Stefani. This might just be me not liking Gwen Stefani. 
because it's not too much wrong with this song. She doesn't stray very far away from the original. I just don't like her voice very much. Right. Well, I used to love Gwen Stefani, so I was very disappointed when hearing this song. Um, again, I don't hate it. I just I don't love it. It's not special. There's nothing crazy about it. She has a horrible tone that while she sings. We've been talking a lot about impressions. It's almost like she's trying to do a Madonna. Yeah, it's so whiny. She yeah. is so whiny in this song. She's just... It, it just sounds like she's trying to almost be sexy, and it's doesn't work. Just, you not, know? Yeah. There are some background vocals, though, going on that I do really like. I mean, it's just basically like, ooh, la, la. But it, they, they do sound really good. You know, what she did best and what can't be said about all the other ones is that she, at least she stuck to the song. <laughs> and that is, at this point, the most you can ask for, is that yeah. she sticks to the song. Right. Because <laughs> some of these are just off the rails. And I feel like a large part of this song not only is the fact that it is a sad breakup song, but that it came out in the 80s. And the 80s had that synth backing. They had those really distinct 80s drums right. to it. And there's, you, a no, there's, a, there's a distinct noise to yeah, 80s music. There definitely is. And I think there's a charm that comes to that. And like I said in the beginning, it's a very nostalgic song. A lot of people grew up listening to this song. A lot of people love this song at this time of year. It, like it, it is a classic. So whenever we hear something different, it's going to sound weird, weird and odd. And in this case... With all the pop stars nowadays, it didn't translate. It didn't translate into the 21st century when no. it comes to producing. Other than Miss Kelly Clarkson. She she won my episode today for sure. Really? So you, she was your favorite? Absolutely. Well, she was the only one to kind of take it. She actually kind of rewound time with her version. Yeah, exactly. She kind of brought it back into the older style of music. Right, and she relied on her voice. And that's like kind of with Ariana Grande. I was really surprised because Ariana Grande has a great voice. I don't know why there was so much production going on behind it and why there was even the change of lyrics really like I think if Ariana Grande had just like really used her like her voice as the focal point to the whole song I think it would have done good and I think that's what Kelly Clarkson does best this must have been her uh, Ariana Grande's Pete Davidson era she's <laughs> just making the worst decisions oh yes <laughs> I agree I uh, I really like that one Honestly, if I'm going to pick a favorite I would go with Taylor Swift no I, just, I mean at least <laughs> no. Of all the people that tried to change the genre, I think she did it the most successfully. I guess, yeah. Because when it comes to Jimmy Eats World, that was just bad all around. Yeah, that was a little rough. That was a little bit of a rough go. And I'm a big rock guy, and I just did not like their rendition. Yeah. It's just not, it's not a rock song. It's not a country song either, but I guess. I feel like it. a lot of country songs deal with similar things, not, you know necessarily one night stand breakups a year later but a lot of them do deal with heavy things right. and a large part of that is conveying that through corny lyrics which this song has a yeah. lot of corny lyrics and i feel like she almost got there with that but didn't quite i feel like she didn't commit country enough like she didn't commit to the country aspect enough she mm. it is more pop song with a country twang rather than a country song with a little bit of pop influence I think that's where she went wrong for me, personally. At least we can all agree that the Glee one sucked. Absolutely. We hope you guys have a happy holidays. Very happy holidays. Happy New Year's. We're going to take a little bit of a break as we both split off back home for our holiday celebrations. That's right. Make sure to catch us next year when we talk about the most controversial song that we will cover on this podcast, The Star Spangled Banner. Mm -hmm.